0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Voices of Santa Clara podcast. We're going to start out today's episode with a poem from today's guest, Riley O'Connell. Enjoy.
1: Okay, this dog poem that I talk about in this podcast is called Puppy Love. If I had a meet and greet with every dog I follow on Instagram, several hundred dogs, yes, I'm serious, I'd hug the golden retrievers first bury my face in their thick blonde fur, wet noses, white lashes like feather dusters. Have you seen how they twinkle in the sun? Stars, every last one of them. Maybe I'd throw a blanket over one and watch him confusedly crawl out, then he'd bury his head in my lap and gaze up at me and pardon me, I'm free of sin, what a good boy. We'd have a ball, a tennis ball. Do you think that husky understands when I call her beautiful? Can she hear me telling you right now? Do you think she knows? I mean, look at her. So regal. She's the smartest person I've ever met, and she's got hearts for paws. Imagine her running through a meadow. Oh wait, you don't have to imagine. We're in a meadow right now. Where else would I have this glorious celebration? It's doggone perfect. You think I'm crazy." But don't you see they're incredible? Labradors look like fuzzy potatoes when they're born. Corgis are loaves of bread on legs, those legs so little. Did you know I've never met a dog I didn't love? Except every poodle I've ever met in my lifetime, there will be no poodles at my meet and greet that is final. Maybe you'd like to come to my dog party. We could call it a party or a shin dog. We'll raise the woof. You'll love it. Maybe I'll even pet a cat for you or just look at one from a reasonable distance. I'll be honest, I still think they're completely infernal, but I'll allow one at my pet together. Look at me, no, look at the dogs. Look at their tails, swishing through the grass. That's right, you can't see them because they're moving so fast. And they're smiling. Look at the canines on those canines. Look at the puppy eyes on those puppies. I love a million things, but I love them the most. I think I've seen the face of God in a dog. I'm being serious. If that Maltese there put its paw on my knee, I'm pretty sure it would legally own me for the rest of my life. You're looking at me like that again. Like I'm crazy. Well, I'm not. Just crazy about you, yeah. You were right, there's too many dogs here. Who's gonna pick up their shit? My mom
0: warned me about this. Having a good idea doesn't get you done. And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion.
1: We would have died, obviously. Scholarship should cultivate the virtues.
0: Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that poem by today's guest, Riley O'Connell. Riley is a poetry rock star around campus, and she's involved all over the place. She runs the Santa Clara Review. Which is Santa Clara's literary magazine, which features poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and visual art from both submissions from the Santa Clara community as well as around the world. And this magazine Fun Fact was started in 1869, which makes it one of the oldest publications in the western United States. Riley founded the Bronco Slam and Jam, which is a biannual poetry and music competition. Uh, hosted often by San Jose poet laureate, Mike McGee, and she's performed at events, both at Santa Clara and across the nation. In this interview, we discuss what drew her in about poetry, her writing process, how she thinks of things to write about, how she deals with the fear of performing and her involvements on campus. If you like the poem, you'll love the interview. So stick around, share with a friend and enjoy this conversation. Yes, I'm excited to be here today. I'd love to start out by asking, I know you do lots of poetry, so kind of where did that journey start? What inspired you to begin writing poetry?
1: Uh, well, so I've always been a writer in general, not necessarily of poetry, but since I was like seven years old or so, and then in um, mainly mainly stories and stuff like that. And then my senior year of high school, um, I had some empty slots in my schedule that I had to fill with electives. So I took every single English elective that my high school offered, uh, including reading and writing poetry. And I had never actually really had an interest in poetry Mm -hmm. before because I had this very narrow, I guess, narrow idea of what poetry was, that it had to rhyme, it had to, you know, just a very narrow idea of it. And, but then I took this, this reading and writing poetry class and really, really loved it and my teacher as well as a couple parents of, um, of some of my classmates had encouraged me to submit some of my poetry to this contest that was going on in Denver um, to be the first youth poet laureate of Denver, Colorado. So, I sent in some of my stuff literally at the last minute. I almost forgot to send it in because I was going to um a basketball game and um and then I wound up winning winning that and became denver 's first youth poet laureate, which I held on to for six days um, before deciding to come here uh, to Santa Clara because I would have had to stay in in colorado if uh if I were to hold on to that uh, hold on to that position and yeah, and then here at Santa Clara, I just I I wanted to continue those sorts of those sorts of activities, which mm-hmm. is where then I started the the Bronco Slam and Jam, and mm-hmm. uh, and got involved with the with the review and with the newspaper, which I'm not involved with anymore, but tried to get involved with as much as I could, uh, writing wise, at Santa Clara. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, so you mentioned the uh, Slam and Jam. Mm-hmm. So, kind of where did the idea for that come from, and what is it? How did you get it off the ground for the first time?
1: So the Brunga Slam Jam is, um, is a quarterly poetry slam and open mic, music open mic for Santa Clara University students that I started fall of my freshman year. Hmm. Uh, initially had just planned it as a one-time event hmm. when I went to the very first, uh, my very first English club meeting, I think it was in October hmm. of 2015, Uh, the professors that were in charge of that had asked the students, those of us that were there, if we had any ideas of how to get other students engaged with the English department and with writing and stuff like that. And I had suggested a poetry slam because, you know, I was just a couple months off of uh, the whole Denver Youth Poet Laureate Mm -hmm. winning and all of that. And so I wanted to continue doing, doing that and getting other people involved in it. So I planned it as this one-time event for February 2016. And my friend Jake, who at the time was the chief editor of the Santa Clara Review, ran, by chance, ran into Mike McGee in downtown San Jose, who at the time was uh, this very wonderful, and still is very wonderful, but um, award-winning, he'd won the National Poetry Slam, like World, World Poetry Slams stuff like that was one of our, both of our favorite slam poets. And he ran into him downtown and asked him, hey, would you want to, by chance, would you want to host our poetry slam or be like a, a featured guest or something like that? And he, came, he, he was so enthusiastic about it. He said, yes, of course, came and did that. And then so many people came to it. So many students came to it that it just made sense to just make it a quarterly thing. Mm-hmm. And Mike has come back every quarter to host it. Uh, so we have a couple rounds of... Of students reading poetry that doesn't have to necessarily be slam poetry it's really just trying to encourage I'm really just trying to encourage students to to read their poetry and to engage with with their writing and with other people's writing and then after and that's a competition so whoever wins that poetry slam wins a, a gift card that I'll go out and get from Ike's or Asadero mm-hmm. or, or somewhere around here and then the music part, the the jam, is not a competition. It's really just mm-hmm. getting. I mean, you've you've performed at mm-hmm. it before. It's mm-hmm. really just to get student musicians to also play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's been really fun. So I've been doing that for. Oh boy, I think this will be one two three four, five. Mm-hmm. This will be the ninth one next Mm -hmm. month on February 27th -hmm. from 8 to 10 p.m. in the Willeman room.
0: (laughs) Uh, You should go.
1: You should go, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. how'd you, like, now looking back, Mm -hmm. um, and you started it, you know, just when you came into Santa Clara. So, like, what have you learned over the last four years of, like, organizing it? And I'm sure you've been evolving along with the event.
1: I, yeah, I think that I definitely have I mean from taking I'm an English major so from taking a lot of in general, just taking a lot of English classes, mm-hmm. but also with my creative writing minor, I mean taking taking a lot of creative writing classes, being on staff for the review. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year I was the editor of the Owl so I was working a lot with with student um, with student creative writing as well. Mm-hmm. and this isn't you know a hot take, but I'm a big believer in like it you have to be, Reading and you have to be surrounded by writing and writers and stuff like that in order to Mm -hmm. continue to make yourself a better writer Mm -hmm. And so I mean being in general in college and surrounded by other English majors and writers and stuff like that has definitely in my opinion made me made me a better Mm -hmm. writer Um, and and given me a lot of opportunities to Both improve myself and also, I guess give other people opportunities. I mean, through the owl, through the slam and jam, um, the review with Mike McGee hosting the slam and jam. Uh, he hosts. I mean, now he's Santa Clara County Poet Laureate, mm-hmm. and he hosts a ton of events around the San Jose, Santa Clara area, and a good number of the of the students who've performed, whether it's poetry or or music. At the Slam and Jam have actually gone on to then perform at some of Mike McGee's events um, in downtown San Jose. So I don't want to sound like I'm just like tooting my own horn, like I do these great things. But it's been it's been a really wonderful opportunity. And and I'm glad that I've had the support of the English department and of the Santa Clara Review. And I mean, and of Mike, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. for for going on four years now, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. Yeah. What was it about poetry? Do you think that drew you in as opposed to maybe a not like writing novels or short stories or playing music or like what? What was it specifically about poetry that you kind of honed in on as something you enjoy to do?
1: I mean, again, when I initially started writing it, mm-hmm. you know, senior year of high senior year of high school. Uh, it was just because it was another English, or I wanted to take all the English electives. But I've grown to like it a lot more because, I guess, among other reasons, it's more compact than writing a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you get to, like, the heart, the heart of it quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it's a little bit more, <clears throat> and it's becoming a lot more accessible. Um, I mean, you can watch people read their read and perform their poems on YouTube you can go to poetry readings Um, they're just it's it's a lot more accessible I think than like you're not gonna watch someone on YouTube read their entire novel Mm -hmm. Um, and when someone like comes like for example if Mike McGee came to campus and he had like a full length novel with him Mm -hmm. he's not gonna like read that whole thing like Mm -hmm. so it's it's these nice little bite size Mm -hmm very raw uh i can't think of words <laughs> i don't know if you'd think as a poet mm-hmm. I, I would know words but yeah i mean that's what i love and i love just being able to kind of explore i mean me personally being able to explore parts of my life and parts of my my growing up and my being a woman and my being a daughter and being a friend and being a student i mean mm-hmm. all of those all of those things being able to explore those in in poetry and be able to mm-hmm. get kind of quick responses from people mm-hmm. about it if that yeah, makes sense yeah, yeah
0: for sure and maybe also i feel like with twitter and social media mm-hmm. maybe people's attention spans are shrinking maybe do right, you think like yeah. poetry maybe fits into that
1: i mean i would hope it has has you know value outside right. of people's shrinking attention spans but but yeah i mean that goes with with kind of what i was starting to get out with it becoming more accessible now Mm -hmm, where you can mm -hmm. where slam poetry is being spoken word poetry is becoming more popular and being more widely shared on social media and stuff Mm -hmm. like that where if you're scrolling through yeah like your twitter timeline you and a video pops up you can you can watch you know people are probably more likely to watch a or i don't know this might be Mm -hmm. incorrect but i would be more likely to watch this you know short little video than if someone posted you know, a really long, Mm -hmm. a really long article. If I'm not, if I'm debating whether I'm interested in it, I'm going to be more likely to watch a video. Um, But also, I'm already interested in poetry and writing. So obviously, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch those. But
0: yeah, Yeah, how do you think of topics to write about? Because I feel like a lot of people maybe want to be writers, want to write poetry, and then they just never get around to it or they say, oh, I'm not, I don't know where to start. I don't know what I would write about. So how do you, how do you personally think of things to write about? I
1: mean, I tend to write about things that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, using using, if that makes sense, using personal experience there. And also, like I said earlier, reading a lot um i mean for christmas like one of the primary things i asked for was i gave all my family this long list of poetry books and i'm Mm -hmm. like just buy me these i don't i don't know what else i want just buy me books Mm -hmm. and so definitely reading and getting a sense of what other people are writing about um and and also just i mean writing about your own personal experience it doesn't have to start off in in my opinion as as a poem i think you can start off as like journaling about what you know what's going on and kind of just making observations throughout your day about what you see and what you feel and what you experience and then kind of just i don't know i mean there's not one way to mm-hmm. to write to write anything or to write a poem but mm-hmm. i think that just being very observant about yourself and others and making sure that you're reading a lot can definitely help with
0: Mm -hmm.
1: With becoming a writer
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, and because I guess a lot of your poems are based on personal experience Mm -hmm. like when you're up in Up in front of a crowd or up on stage or like I've seen you at Love Jones Mm -hmm. before for example um, it seems like it would be pretty scary, right? Because not only are you speaking or singing in front of a crowd, right? But it's something very personal to your own life. So how do you deal with that, like that fear and that difficulty of being in front of people?
1: Um, I mean, the first, to use Love Jones, for example, the first time I did Love Jones was fall freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just so, because I did I did a poem about um, like my anxiety and about when my brother passed away when I was a child and stuff like that. And so yes, definitely a very raw poem. I'd also finished it like that night, hmm. and I, so so I had not really practiced it too much. But but I think I was just I'm so used to talking in front of people. I did public speaking and uh, or speak no, well. Yes, speech and debate throughout mm-hmm. middle and high school. Um, I love talking mm-hmm. <laughs> and. And I think also, and I don't think at the time I was consciously thinking this, but I think that it's so important to be able to share personal things about ourselves, you know, to a point within within reason and within what you feel comfortable with. But I think it's definitely important to be able to share those sorts of things and to feel comfortable in front of people. in the Love Jones crowd, I didn't know this the first time I performed, of course. Mm-hmm. But the Love Jones crowd is so welcoming, and by that I mean Santa Clara University students, of mm-hmm. course. But it has been so welcoming and is so supportive. And I mean, when people like will forget, like whether they're singing or or performing uh, poetry or whatnot, like they forget something, and everyone is very supportive and like you got this and and stuff like that. And I feel like that's a very good community to get started, I guess, with, with performing things in front of, and with talking about those sorts of things. Um, and Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I mean, again, I had just come off of the Denver Youth Poet Laureate thing. So Mm -hmm. I was used to like being in front of, I mean, at poetry slams and open mics. I mean, it's the same thing that like Mm -hmm. people are, you know, snapping when they hear something of yours, they like, they're cheering for you. They're, Mm uh, if you forget something, they're they're very supportive of you and patient and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think that uh, those are very warm environments to be in, that it doesn't feel as scary mm-hmm. or nerve-wracking to perform stuff. But also, like, at Love Jones, at the Slam and Jam, at, you know, Mike's events, I try to switch it up and not always do very, like, emotional mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite poems of mine to perform is is about dogs mm. <laughs> and and about just imagining like if i had a meet and greet with all the dogs i follow on mm-hmm. instagram so not a very you know emotionally raw uh-huh. <laughs> poem but but it's one of my favorite ones to perform because you get people engaged in it and because people like for the most part people love dogs mm-hmm. and i feel like it's just something that people can relate to and i feel like that's the case with even a lot of poetry that people, with what I was saying about how it's important to share those stories, is that people can relate to, you know, a myriad of, mm-hmm. of topics that people write about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important when people are wanting to become writers that they, they have maybe that representation that they feel like, oh, other people are writing about this. Other people are talking about this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that over the last four years, you've kind of been finding a certain... Style that you enjoy, or do you like to like experiment with all sorts of different, maybe like topics and styles, um, or like how do you kind of find your your voice? You know, like what does that mean to oh, you? Oh
1: boy, that's a big question. Um, how do I find my voice? I don't know. Um, I mean, with what you were saying about about finding a certain style and topics, I feel like I'm still. I mean, you know, four years into really actively writing poetry, I think I'm still. Figuring that out and I think that taking uh, Taking classes here taking creative writing classes being around creative writers at the review and stuff like that. I think Has given me a lot of opportunities to try new things and to try new um, Ways of writing and ways of formatting, you know words across the page and topics to write about because I mean when when I was starting writing poetry senior year of high school I, a lot of what i was writing about was my brother and it was and was about was about that loss and that trauma from when i was a child and, and then i realized after a while not that that's not okay to write about of course and i should and i still actively do but that that shouldn't be the only thing i write about because then it's i mean first of all it's not giving me much of a range if that's all i write about but also it's it's not the only aspect to my life of course yeah, so, I mean, I'm I'm definitely still branching out, figuring out what to write about, which I think is something that you should always be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you should ever get into a zone where, like, you're only writing about one thing, mm-hmm. um, kind of like how you should always be reading and, and mm-hmm. getting other people's perspectives and seeing what's, you know, observing what's going on, stuff like that. <clears throat> I don't think that... I, I would hope that I never get into such a zone that I'm only mm-hmm. writing about one thing or writing in one way. I hope that I'm always growing and learning and mm-hmm. and trying new new ways of expressing myself mm-hmm. to other people and to myself and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, how do I find my voice though? I think just from continued writing mm-hmm. and just being okay with with writing a bad poem and with mm-hmm. writing something that's that maybe I start writing and and never come back to. I mm-hmm. think it's just, with that continued writing and making that a habit, and continued reading and making that a habit, and being comfortable sharing it with other people. I mean, like one of my professors, who's also the faculty advisor for the Santa Clara Review, um, Dr. Kirk Glazer in the English department. I mean, I've I've worked for slash with him since freshman year in different in different capacities, and also had classes from him and now work with him, you know, at the review and stuff like that. And he's, he's one of my most like trusted people that I would share my work with. And and if I were trying to say like, I don't know if this sounds like me or I need Mm -hmm. help with this, um, is definitely someone that, that I know from having taken classes with him and work with him for four years that like would be someone that I could go to. So I think also having those people that you trust with your work and with with what's going on in your life, stuff like that, I think that having those people is also important. Erica Rasmussen is also one of those people. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd love to briefly touch on the review as mm-hmm. well. So, kind of, what is the Santa Clara Review? How'd you get involved with it, and what, what was kind of the journey to now? You're the the main editor, the chief yeah. editor,
1: yeah. The, the Santa Clara Review is uh, Santa Clara University's literary international literary magazine so it's run entirely by undergraduate students here at santa clara but it has been since 1869 so we've been around for 150 years with some breaks in there i think around around like the world wars and stuff like that so because we're only on our 106th volume but we've been around for 150 years so we took a break in there for for about a couple decades there but so we're run entirely by undergraduate students but we take work from anybody from all around the world does not have to be a college student does not have to be Santa Clara affiliated anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we take uh, poetry, fiction, nonfiction, and art, um, and yeah. And our next issue is coming out next month. We are in we are actively in in the production and publish uh, publication process right now. Um, but how I got involved with the review is so fall of my freshman year uh when i came into santa clara and went to the fall involvement fair um the santa clara review was like one of the first tables that i sought out i wanted to find a literary magazine the newspaper all of that because those were all things i'd been involved with in high school and that were very important to me especially at a school like santa clara that you know were in the silicon valley very engineering focused very business focused i wanted to find my um my people I guess, uh, and find find that that nook. I can't think of the, find that niche. Is that the right mm-hmm. niche? Yeah. Uh, of 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 literary people and of artistic people and stuff like that. So I found the the review and pretty much tried to get involved like as quickly as I could. Um, and just took practicum for a couple years. I applied my freshman year to be chief editor, and that obviously did not did not happen. And I'm glad that didn't happen because I. Uh, I don't think I would have been very good at it as an 18-year-old. And then I was the editor of The Owl, which is a very new project that Jake, who I mentioned earlier, Jake Lanz started when he was a, it was started in 2014, 2015, but he he started that as just kind of a little side project just for Santa Clara University students. Mm -hmm. So it's the same concept as the Santa Clara Review of publishing poetry, nonfiction, fiction and art. but it's just for the Santa Clara University community because the Santa Clara Review can be very competitive Mm -hmm. because of its larger Mm -hmm. audience and larger pool of contributors. Uh, So we wanted to have something, Jake wanted to have something that would just be for Santa Clara students Mm -hmm. um, and that would give them kind of a, uh, like a starting place, I guess, to be published because if you're published in the OWL, you can put that on, you know your resume your cv you can put that when you're submitting to other places um so it is it is official publication um but it's just not as uh as scary i guess as as other uh as other more established magazines so i took that over uh in what 2017 yeah for the 2017 2018 school year i was editor of that and like I said earlier, loved that. Got to work with a lot of student work and a lot of students that I was already working with with the slam and jam, mm-hmm. uh, and getting to give them that platform and and amplify their their voices and their their art and what was important to them and these very personal things. And uh, so we came out with our first issue of that, like of an actual physical magazine. Mm-hmm of the OWL last spring. And then um, Ethan Bieberness, who's a senior here, he is currently the OWL editor this year. Um, and I am currently the chief editor of The Review.
0: And then the last kind of area I was wondering <laughs> about is, do you see yourself pursuing either poetry or creative writing as a career? and uh, Or do, do you view it more as like a hobby? And how, do you, how are you kind of thinking about your future after graduation at this point in time?
1: <laughs> I mean... I think, I mean, I'm not pursuing like poetry as a full-time thing, as in like that being the only thing that I would do as a career or anything um, anything like that. But um, but I'm still definitely wanting to pursue fields and avenues that, um, that would allow me to write and to be creative, um, which is why I'm kind of looking into uh, PR, marketing, um, I mean, advertising, I don't know, stuff like that. Um, I'm also looking into Uh, event planning, whether that be a full-time thing or just uh, a segment of what I would do in a career. I'm not quite positive yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to go into the career center at some point Mm -hmm. um, this week or next to talk to them about what to do with my life Mm -hmm. since I'm graduating in in five months. But but yeah, so I mean, I guess in that way, I guess I would, yeah, consider poetry and writing like more of a hobby. But Mm -hmm. I feel like, calling it a hobby is has a connotation that like it's not very important mm-hmm. i guess like i feel like it's so creative writing as has been so integral to my life and to my um has been a, at times like a sort of like a therapy for me and stuff like that so i feel like just calling it a hobby is probably not the right word but it's definitely something i'm still wanting to do and to do actively but not Not as like a career, but wanting to integrate that somehow into a career.
0: Awesome. Well, I'd love to wrap up with a couple of shorter questions. So first of all, if there was a first year student just coming into Santa Clara and they were really passionate about writing or poetry, what advice would you would you give them on either navigating their Santa Clara experience or improving their they're writing. What would you tell them? Um,
1: Well, email me, (laughs) uh, roconnell at su.edu. Uh, and we can get together and we can chat. Um, I would, I mean, I know that not everybody is comfortable with like right off the bat, just getting on a stage and just reading their work. Um, but get involved with, with the Santa Clara review, come to practicum, uh, take, take poetry, Take fiction. Uh, take a have a creative writing minor. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the English department is very nice. Everybody there is very caring. Um, so don't don't feel uncomfortable or weird about just reaching out and just asking, um, because it might be a smaller community here, but there's definitely a solid community here at Santa Clara of writers and of people that want to engage in that and want to amplify those those voices and stuff like that. So if you're wanting to get involved with writing, yeah, I mean, talk to people in the English department, um, email me, um, come to our office, come to the Santa Clara Review office mm-hmm. in the basement of Benson, we are room 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, just come by, um, most likely I will be there mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and come by there on Wednesdays at two p.m. for practicum, and just come come engage with with the submissions that we get, and and give us your opinion on things. I guess.
0: Yeah. Do you have any favorite place that you've traveled?
1: I mean, I feel like it would be so corny to be like, "Well, I studied abroad," so. <laughs> <laughs> it could be I somewhere. Like, I know, but I feel like <laughs> so corny whenever people are just like, "Well, I studied abroad." Uh-huh. In, so in Italy, of all places, <laughs> I studied abroad me in Italy. You. My favorite place I travel would probably be somewhere while I was abroad. Yeah, I mean Dublin. I love Dublin. I love Ireland. I'm Irish. I'm very Irish. Mm-hmm. So I of course love love Dublin. Um, a couple years ago, with my family, um, the summer before I started college, my my dad's side of the family, we all went to Ireland. We went to Dublin, and then we also went to um, County Cork, uh, which is which is many hours drive away from Dublin, but um, but is where uh i think it's where my ancestors are from i feel like i should know that but Mm -hmm. i think that's why we went to cork was because Mm -hmm. that's where my like ancestors ancestors are from um but yeah i love ireland a lot um i also really loved uh sevilla in spain i went and visited uh one of my roommates there while we were both abroad back in back last fall um like a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and uh went and visited her there i love i had never been to spain before Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love to go to more of Spain than just Sevilla. Um, but yeah, probably, probably Sevilla and and Dublin. I mean, of course, Italy, but there's just so much of Italy that mm-hmm. it's hard to say. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. If you could send a message to every person in the United States, oh what would Gavin, you want what? to say?
1: <laughs> Gavin, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Read, read, read a book. <laughs> stay, stay up to date with, with with your reading and with educating yourself, um, whether it's on creative things or on uh, more more important, more political things, just just stay up to date, keep yourself educated, I guess, on things. And um, and so long as you're not harming anyone in the process, pursue what what it is that you that you love to do i guess would be
0: awesome yeah the answer to that yeah and finally what does an ideal saturday look like for you
1: ideal saturday going to the farmer's market Mm -hmm. uh with friends and then hanging out a little bit i mean going to going to voyager coffee over Mm. um on what street is that stevens creek yeah Yeah, i've been there before it's pretty cool um going to voyager coffee and just just writing, um, making spreadsheets. I love spreadsheeting. Like I cannot emphasize this enough. Just over audio because your your listeners cannot see my face right now. I love spreadsheeting. So any chance I get to make a spreadsheet is an ideal day. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, farmers market, Voyager. Um, yeah, I don't know, making myself some pasta. I like cooking. I'm not super good at it, but I like it. Um. Yeah, just, just hanging out, reading reading a book. I don't know. Yeah, Lots awesome. of chill, chill things.
0: Awesome, yeah. Well, thanks so much for doing Yeah, this. of
1: course. Thanks, Gary.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, rate this podcast on the podcast app, or go to the website at VoicesOfSantaClara.com. Thanks for listening, and see you soon.